0: Finally, then I realized it was on um, following on our feast day, and I'm like, well, "What more can we do to honor life than to hear from a man who works with uh, the broken and and uh, those that are being restored to wholeness and healing?" And uh, many of us in this small congregation have our own journeys that we could share of recovery and restoration uh, from. Uh, substances and, and alcohol and sex addiction. So uh, y'all, uh, everybody's at home here. We're all sinners, Amen. saved by the yeah, grace of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, Tim has uh, pastored much of his life, and, and now he's in a, well I'll let him explain what he's doing, because I don't understand it, but <laughs> somehow he feeds his family and he's serving God, so I'm, I thank God for Tim and for his friendship. Let, let me pray for you. Yeah, please. Father, we thank you for my friend and brother, your servant. Lord, I pray you continue to fill us and pour with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon us in fullness today and lead and guide us. But give give to him just the right words to say to communicate what's on your heart, and give us ears to hear it. Lord, may we go forth from this place changed. And uh, may your word bear fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. So,
1: I'm not real formal when it comes to this, okay? So I don't think Ronnie wants me to be formal. Um, okay, yeah, I want to be the God-given me. Um, I'm still trying to learn names. Uh, Ronnie and Brian, right? I just met Brian and your name, sir? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see I've known Ronnie for ten years or so. 12 or, twelve or thirteen and Steve, we know each other six or seven.
0: Same. Like twelve or thirteen.
1: Yeah, no, no, you yeah, <laughs> haven't put up with that long. And I got to meet Beth and, and what's your name again? David. David. And Ron. Brian, Ryan Ryan. Ron Okay. And um, I brought with me Robert, who is from Cleveland, Ohio. And Kenny, who is from New Jersey, is that pretty good? (laughs) Oh, is that how they say North Jersey? I think you're in between because I hear a little bit of it. (laughs) And um, and then I know Sandra, and I forgot your name, Jennifer. Bill. Bill. Okay. oh thank you i um, I've got a wife Deborah we've been married 35 years and we got three daughters Mary is uh, next month should be 33 uh, Laura is, just turned 30 last month and Sarah's 28 almost 29 and I told them back when Laura had her birthday December 12th that all this time I thought they were our own daughters and then I realized, we must have adopted them, because I'm not old enough to have children that old. Is that right? Sandra, right. Sandra agrees with that. Um, I'm going to share a part of my own story, and then what God's doing in my life. Um, I appreciate what you said earlier, Ronnie, because um, I grew up in church. Um, I grew up in the United Methodist Church, for the most part. And what I'm gonna say now is not directly about any denomination. I think it's pretty well across the board. Um, I found that if we're not careful, uh, we go into church and greet one another and um, say, hey, how you doing? Well, I'm fine. How are you? Well, I'm fine. And we leave and we're not really, we tend not to be real with each other. And God told me to do something that's not always comfortable but afterwards it's very rewarding and that is be real because if I'm not real with you that's not opening the door for you to be real with me right and everybody's gone through some kind of pain in their life either they or their family everybody's gone through it so why not be real and then just relax and enjoy worshiping together you know so uh, my story goes back uh, growing up with Christian parents um, two older sisters and um, I was really shy as a kid I was not some people think I'm very outgoing but I never was like that as a kid and I withdrew and I felt inferior I didn't know how to play ball Um, I feared my dad he never beat me but when he got mad he got red in the face and I just grew up feeling like yeah I don't want to do anything to provoke that and um, I think that, unfortunately, impacted my view of God. And what, one thing things God's shown me since then is i got to consider what my dad had to offer me. He was a great provider. Um, and uh, an educated man. He, he passed that on to us. He did what he could. And I've got to remember that. He did what he could because he went through uh, some stuff growing up um, which was tough uh, but he gave me what he knew he had okay and um, so um, age 12 both of my sisters had gotten married I started families about that time and I went to my one sister's home and, and I discovered my brother-in-law's pornography and um, I started looking at it now this is back when um, you didn't have internet, you know, and so it's gotten a lot worse now, but, um, I would sneak and look at my brother-in-law's pornography, and, um, then, 15, um, the church, the particular church that we went to, uh, was what I call liberal, um, I didn't hear a lot of the gospel preached, and, um, The pastor didn't bring invitation to come to know christ personally but um, i've discovered that um, wherever there's a hungry heart god's going to show up right and so um at a youth winter retreat when i was in ninth grade i accepted christ i don't remember a whole lot about that night exactly what how i prayed but i remember going up the altar with a friend and afterwards, um, I had a man that started talking to me about the Holy Spirit and about praying in tongues. And, and he probably talked about baptism in the Holy Spirit. So I went home with a couple books, one being uh, They Speak With Other Tongues. And uh, that didn't go over too well at home uh, because my parents' background considered that taboo. And uh, so as a teenager, I was confused. Because I was confused because I had... Parents who were Christians telling me one thing and people in the church who were Christians telling me something else And I didn't know how to deal with that. And so I just allowed myself just to stay confused About the Holy Spirit So um, let's go forward a couple years. Um, I Believe you can encounter God Come to know Christ and still if you're not careful you can walk in darkness for a while. Um, I know that doesn't sound right. How can you come to know the light of the world and walk in darkness? Um, but you can. And it just got worse. Uh, and I don't think you can walk in darkness and it stay the same. You know? You're either going to find God in the middle of it and get out of it. Or else it's going to go deeper and I tell them at the mission, I never did the drugs, I never did the alcohol but my issue was with pornography, it doesn't matter what your issue was. Uh, as long as you take the bait that Satan uh, puts out there and you go deeper and deeper. Um, and the way I got deeper was, um, and let me back up, to be totally honest with you, oh man this is hard sometimes, but to be totally honest with you, when I was looking at pornography I was looking at the men because I envied them. I wanted to be some other man. I didn't like this body. I didn't like this build. And I felt so unaccepted as a kid. I didn't have any real buddies that I hung out with growing up all the way through high school. And so I pictured myself if I could just be that other man. If I could have his body. If I could have his acceptance of me. And what God showed me later on, a lot later, was that within me was this desire to be accepted unconditionally. And that Father God is the one that does that. And until we encounter Him through Christ, we keep looking for that acceptance, that approbation. And it doesn't matter what way you've done it, we've done it the wrong way. So, um, that was age 17. So, um, that was the problem. Now, my search for an answer kept on going until I was age forty. Um, went to college. Uh, got it. I wanted to help people. <laughs> I didn't realize that if you become a man or woman, fill the Holy Spirit, you can help people. I just thought, well, education is important. Uh, my parents were of that generation that was struggled to even get an education. So they stressed the education especially my dad and so I got that education. I thought well if I get psychology and sociology I can help people um, So I went to college Still looking for answers. Why God am I having these ungodly thoughts? Show me what to do uh, There was a song that was sung back in the 60s. Uh, he touched me anybody ever hear that one
0: yes.
1: And I would sing that i would sing those words and like I was crying out to God saying God just touch me Just take it away And what he did was, you know, he works in ways different than we would want him to, but afterwards we're thankful. Uh, The way he worked in my life was he took me through a process of healing instead of just taking it away like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm glad he did. At the time I did not. So I went to college, worked a couple years afterwards with the mentally handicapped. Went off to seminary, believing that's what God wanted me to do. That's where I met Deborah. That's how Michigan got down to Mississippi and met Deborah from Alabama. Um, And God gave us these three precious daughters and uh, started pastoring. Yeah, can you believe that? Starting to pastor. I know God used me, but not nearly like he could have it 's hard to give anybody certain things if you don 't have it yourself, True. you know and um, but back in 1996 uh, promise keepers mm-hmm. was really prominent, and I was God open the, the story of how it even happened would take a few minutes to share. So let me just say this. God opened the door for me to go to Atlanta, Georgia. To a pastor's promise keepers conference in February. And 40,000 pastors, I believe, something like that. And God put one in there of that 40,000 for me. Um, He became a mentor. A pastor to me. And um, he grew up. Roman Catholic and um, became a priest and then he encountered Jesus in a very real way, got baptized in the Holy Spirit and uh, I don't know his whole story, but it didn't go over well in his parish, okay, and uh, he ended up leaving the priesthood and went into a Protestant denomination, spirit-filled one, and uh, God put him in my life. And I remember this one day sitting down and just unloading everything to him. And uh, God did three things through him that I want to do with others. One was... um Gene Fondren, who has a ministry here in Tuscaloosa, Freedom and Grace, and And Gene one day, he had a long history of watching porn, and one day he was under so much conviction he wanted to talk to the pastor, and I'm not sure, but I think he drove into the park sin to it. and it reminds me of what it says unfruitful no fruitful works in the darkness, but rather expose them. And, and um, Gene told me that day, he said, when you confess it and get it out in the light, then we right there lost his power. Because he works in the dark, not in the light. And I never forgot what he said that I did not walk in the light. And I and I try to share with Two more things. Um, there's all kinds of things I could tell you, but one of the exciting things was uh, back in 2006, God allowed me to go to Russia, and while I was there, I had a chance to share my testimony in a worship service. Um, and of course, I know a little Russian. I can tell them, hi, maybe how are you, and, and, and goodbye, good night, something like that. And that was it. Uh, but through this interpreter, I shared some of my story, including the sexual abuse that. Uh, that uh, in her 30s or 40s came up to me and through the interpreter she said this. She said, uh, my mother's died and I now have show me that he could take everything that I had done, all the sin that About a place called restoration ranch one of now 20 missions across the country um, they are an eight to ten month Christian discipleship program but my favorite thing I don't think the world understands this but my favorite thing to say is I just hang out in the Holy Spirit with them. you never know when you when you sit down with somebody when they're off duty for a little bit, or when I go to visit one of the missions Grace Joyce was a sitting down with a brother. I shared my testimony. I tried to do that at the beginning of the stay so that they know where I'm coming from. And they know I'm, that God's helping me to be transparent so they can. And he did. He just unloaded. Soon after I shared my testimony, he said, Let's talk. And he just unloaded. One that is out on then Clements Road, right? Uh, which is out just off of 69. Yes. Okay. Um, it's called Genesis Mission Bible Training Center. And they're all, 20 of them are part of what's called Mission Teams. The oldest one hit 50 years old last year. The one I go to is the second oldest, and it's i Some of wasn't Oh